0: Hello, world. It's young and Katie. We are two brain cells trying to share our stories on navigating the grad school experience and pursuing higher education. Woo! Woo! Hello, Katie. And hello, Subin.
1: Hello! Yes. We are back with episode two, Wait, no, part two of our talk with, with our good, good friend and farmer, pharmacist Subin. <laughs> hello.
0: It's Subin's world, and we're just living in it. <laughs> Oh, yes. is it? <laughs> but in this episode, Subin, you are not a farmer. You are just a regular person.
1: I'm a regular person. I mean, I, I, let's hope she has always been a regular person. <laughs> I didn't know
0: what to say. I was like, student? And I was like, wait, none of us are students. What are Who are we? We Human. are
2: young adults. Young adults. Oh,
0: that is true. But today we will... Well, not today. For this episode, we will be talking about mental health and... The format of this is just going to be, you know, a free for all like coffee chit chat, you know, or spilling tea, depending, spilling tea about our own shambles, I suppose, a single tear, but I guess I didn't think too deeply about how we would start this conversation. I mean, <laughs> what do what ji always does, tell us her deepest, darkest secret.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh. <laughs>
0: Heavy breathing. I guess we can start off maybe we can just like go around and like just say if we had difficulty with our mental health during our like grad years for Subin and it would be the last four years of her farm school for Katie at her one-year grad program yeah how were your mental health during your grad student days?
1: I can go first okay to be fair though I feel like The mental health, my mental health, or the state of my mental health during my grad school program was kind of the result of my mental health during my undergrad program snowballing into my grad school just because I didn't take a gap year. I went straight from undergrad to grad. And I think that provided a really big challenge because I said previously in previous episodes that my undergrad major was very credit intensive, and I was also juggling tons of extracurriculars on top of that. Um, And because of the competitive environment I felt like I faced, and just my own stress and my own like my the pressure that I gave myself, I feel like going straight into undergrad was kind of. I think like the best analogy is is like my if I was a cup and like I had the liquid that I was carrying my stress, when I got out of undergrad, that cup was filled to the brim. I don't even mean like at the lip of the cup. I mean like just enough, a little bit extra so that the water tension above the cup is making that little liquid bubble so that, you know, like one more drop and it could like all spill. You know, the little penny experiment you do in elementary school. Do you guys do like experiments yes. with like, the penny? Okay, good. Because <laughs> yes. I was getting like blank looks. Now, just like okay, I guess my elementary school was just weird. They gave us <laughs> little pipettes. but anyway, that stress, that anxiety, kind of carried over into grad school, which was kind of like I don't, I don't want to say a recipe for disaster because I feel like that's very extreme, and I hesitate to say that it was or wasn't. But I think it was just a lot because my one-year program was very intensive and, like, they didn't hide it. They were like, you can't, you shouldn't work because it's, in, because it's intensive. Uh, I was also stupid because I was, like, it's, like, you know, like, the meme with DW, Arthur, she was, like, like, you can't tell me what to do because I can't read. <laughs> well, it was kind of like, you can't tell me what to do even though you just said it because I'm stupid. So for like the first semester of my grad program, not only was I faced with like a very intensive course collection, I was, I also attempted to also get some patient hours in by working as a, a physical therapy aide. So it was just like more stress added into my already filled cup and it was the program in itself I've already explained before it was just very intensive very competitive I wouldn't say that the community was unfriendly but like it's as friendly as a competitive environment can be especially because we were fighting for program offered very few extremely few spots for an opportunity to get an interview with like a partner at a medical school that we were under, like the university medical school. So it was just that was also stressful. So it was around the winter break between fall semester and spring semester. And I was talking about this with Jiang actually off this podcast. I kind of had like a low key but high key mental breakdown because and I'm sure I'm not the only one who felt this, but when you have are working at 100%, like you're on all the time. You're working a 100% for so long, like you don't really get a mental break. Like breaks aren't even breaks anymore and you just feel very tired. And like you're kind of like just sloughing through. That's not probably not the correct vocab word, but it felt right to me. So we're going to continue on with it. I felt very drained and very unhappy, like subjects that used to excite me. I now dreaded going to class. I remember there was one moment in fall semester where like I was so I had to commute. I was off campus and uh, I was commuting because this was pre pre COVID. We still had in class in person classes. I was driving in my car on the road to my class i started crying no <laughs> all the, from the road into the parking lot as i parked the car i cried for five minutes and i was like okay wiped my tears time to get to class i closed the door and i walked out of the car walked into class i feel like nothing happened like a psychopath and no. as soon as class ended like all my classes ended i like, walked back Unlocked my car, sat in the car, turned on the internet, started driving out of the parking lot. I started crying again all the way back home. <laughs> and, like, I think, like, there was one point where my roommate, well, no, my apartment, I think he's, I don't know if he knew that I was crying, but he was just like, are you okay? Because, like, I guess I looked dead. And I was just like, no. No, I'm not. And, like, that happened, like, a couple more times. And that's when I kind of knew. I was like, okay something is wrong so that was like I think when I started showing physical signs of just like sadness I think that's what I knew like oh like my mental health is not in a very good place and I think like it's I'm, I don't want to say it's very easy to get there but for at least for the t- a student that's like me who is like puts their whole energy into it, like is on 100% of the time always and easily gets overwhelmed by maybe a, a, a very intensely competitive environment. I think it was just a little rough for me. I don't think it got better until spring semester where I was able to kind of I guess mentally and emotionally remove myself from the competition. Because at that point, they already released who got accepted, quote-unquote, into the the accelerated interview process with the medical school. And so I didn't need to worry about that anymore. And I think at that point, like, I had to sit myself down and be like, I don't have to buy into the competitiveness of what I'm going through. And also just, I did some introspection with myself. And I think that helped remove me from like what was stressing me out which was mostly like my class like the classes my classmates. I won't lie and say COVID helped because it physically removed me from the classroom so I didn't have to cry on my way to class and cry on my way back I could just sit and cry in my PJs and that's the best situation to be if you're gonna cry so um yeah no spring semester got a lot better just because I could physically and mentally and emotionally remove myself from my stressors so it was rough going but that was just my experience I don't know anyone did anyone else how how? I don't know how are your guys experience I feel like I
0: had I also had like a breaking moment so I went to a two years program so I had a I think my first year was very difficult. Similarly to yours, where I also went straight out of undergrad. So that first year of adjusting was actually very difficult. And I don't think it's because of the course load In for me. So the difference, like, I guess the root of my crippling mental health was like a sense of imposter syndrome. Mm. I think that was for me because like, I think I, I'm pretty sure I said it in like a... Well, maybe the first episode, but I, you know, went to an Ivy for my master's, but I only got in because I got off a of wait list, which, you know, was amazing to begin with because I feel like it's kind of rare to like actually hear back from the wait list because I knew I got into the school off of the wait list. It kind of gave the sense of like I wasn't the school's first choice of admitted students and I think because of that like I went in with very little confidence in myself I just ruined it for myself because I constantly like compared myself to some of the other people in my cohort and I constantly like I would just say like mean things to myself so I think I'm just like word vomiting at this point but you know there are some students who are just bad test takers and I am one of Mm. them.
1: Oh yeah, I feel
0: that. I am just a bad test taker, and obviously, like, you can't help but have your grades quantify how you're doing in your classes. And I would be so hard on myself if I didn't do well in my classes when I knew like other people did really well, which was stupid because my school did not have a grading system. We were on like a wait, yeah, we were pass fail system, but like I still felt a sense of. Because I am only here because I got off a wait list, I feel like I should do better to like low-key prove to myself that I deserved to be here. And I think that feeling of unwanted or doubt of whether I belonged was like the reason for my crippling mental health. And then alongside that, I think, I I also mentioned this in like a previous episode, but I think once I got accepted to the school, my parents became very strict. In the sense that like, you know, as like an Asian American, like immigrant family, like once your child makes it to a certain point, I think your parents just get greedy and like they just expect and want more because for them, it's like you already made it to this point. Like you, you are capable of doing better, but they didn't really understand like my feelings of inadequacy at the time. So during that first year, especially like they were really like pushy in terms of Like, if I got an exam grade, even though it's pass-fail, they would always ask me to, like, quantify it to, like, an A or, like, a B or whatever.
1: Oh, no. Or they would
0: ask me what, like, the class average is. And I'm like, I don't know. It's freaking pass-fail.
1: The class average was pass. What does that mean? We passed.
0: Yeah. And then, oh, I remember, like, for my first, like, grad school exam, I got, I mean, like, we still got, like, like, for some of the classes, we would still get, like, a number out of 100. And I remember like my first exam grade was for my like intro to epi class and I got like an 80 something. And then, you know, for me, like I thought that was pretty good. I was like very happy with myself and I was like, I did pretty well. And then I like told my parents about it. And literally the first thing that they asked was like, Well, what was the average? Because if you don't tell me the average, how do I know if it's good or bad? And I was like, it's not about whether I did good or bad compared to other people. But yeah, overall, like all those feelings collectively like led to me having a breakdown, maybe like spring semester of my first year where I had like a call with my dad and I was just like screaming at him because I was like, I am at, what? what is that analogy? Like I am at my limits and I cannot deal with this anymore. So I was like screaming and my roommate was in the apartment with me. But she like she's not Korean, so she didn't understand what we were talking about. Um, <laughs> but she like texts me as she like leaves the apartment and is like, "Are you okay? What's happening?" Yeah, like I remember, I had like a breakdown. I was screaming on my parents, and then we hung up. And then I think I was having like a panic attack. I like remember physically like not having a really difficult time like breathing and just like trying to calm myself down. Yeah, so I think that was like my manifestation or like I manifested this into myself where I think it got that bad because I didn't really talk to anyone about it because how am I supposed to tell my roommates that I feel inadequate compared to them you know Mm, yeah and I think it's like I can tell tell people like Kevin but he's not going to fully understand this experience either because all he can really do is say like I'm proud of you like I know you're doing your best XYZ but Yeah. So imposter syndrome was a huge thing, especially because I didn't tell anyone that I got off a wait list or like that. That was a thing. And I think that just kind of reflected a piece of my the fact that I was kind of like shameful of it for some reason. Mm. I didn't start telling people until like I graduated. (laughs) I graduated and I was like, I got here off a wait list. But I would visit you guys in undergrad or like you guys were still in undergrad and I would visit and then you know, like people hear that I got into an Ivy, and there's so much hype around it. And people are always like, oh, like you probably had a really high like undergrad GPA or like you probably, I don't know, they just think like some crazy things about me because they see me study or like whatever. When in reality, I had such, I like barely made it. And you know, like undergrad was also really tough. So I feel like when people kept telling me those things too, it also added like a extra level of burden and a weird expectation that I felt like I had to uphold but yeah stressful times but uh, admittedly after that first year things did get easier because I think I found ways to cope through it which we can talk about that in the second half of this conversation but yeah it was rough how about you Subin
2: well for me I think the idea of six years felt like a really long time my freshman year. I mm-hmm. really thought that I wouldn't graduate. <laughs> it felt so far away. <laughs> but honestly, the six years, like throughout that time, was a huge roller coaster emotionally mm-hmm. and mentally and physically. <laughs> Just everything like constant push and pull with pharmacy. There were a lot of times when I didn't know if this was my path and I didn't know whether I was supposed to be where I am. I didn't know whether I was interested in it or not. I mean, there were moments when I was because stuff in my classes did interest me, but I don't know. I don't know if the idea of pharmacy was appealing for me at the time, but I think that I just stuck with it because at that point it was too late. It was around my fourth year, and I was like, yeah, might as well graduate. (laughs) But I mean, I ended up liking it more after my fourth year um, because I did focus better and I did want to study more, and so that did kind of help, I guess, propel me forward. But yeah, I think I struggled a lot (laughs) in college. I think my mental health definitely deteriorated over time. <laughs> like I I've been I've had depression since like middle school and it's been consistent since. And in high school it like escalated a lot because I don't know, I don't know if it was teenage hormones or if it was like just me having that kind of I guess it was a mental illness because I just suddenly was so depressed and suddenly had really dark thoughts that that I didn't have before and they escalated so much during high school and going into college like I was kind of like oh shoot like I don't know what I'm gonna do (laughs) because I'm kind of scared because what if people judge me and like what if what if my depression goes up again and like I really didn't know what to do and um like as supportive as the pharmacy community is, I don't think they're very good with providing resources for mental health. I did try our counseling center at our school, but the the counselor was like, I don't think you're depressed. I'm like Okay. And I was I told him like like I have really bad thoughts and like I have very you know, like alarming thoughts and like, I won't act on them, but it's there, you know? And he was like, yeah, like, I don't think you're really depressed. I think you just have a really bad case of low self-esteem. And I was like, are you serious? Like, that's what you think? And he had me write down like positive comments to tell myself every day and I was like yeah not never again (laughs) bye see ya like I don't think this is right and because like I was constantly in a state of negativity and I just felt so burdened by everything that was going on in my life and for someone a professional to tell me that oh you're not depressed you just have low self-esteem like that's like that's wrong, you know, it's not something that is <laughs> encouraging at all. <laughs> like I definitely did not feel well but better after that counseling session. Um, but I, yeah, that's what i I think mental health has been a struggle in my college career, just not having like people to reach out to. But I think my lowest was when I started to go into pharmacy school. Um, at the time, I didn't know what pharmacy was because all we learned was, like, bio, chem, orgo, <laughs> and uh, system spits, right? Just basic things that I already learned in high school, <laughs> kind of. But once like, I actually got into, like, pathophysiology and, like, pharmacology and um, all these different things, like, I was kind of, like... That's not what I expected. <laughs> and I I don't know. I think I struggled with the material a lot initially, and I just couldn't memorize anything. I couldn't get anything to stick in my head, and I was so discouraged from that because I felt like everyone else got it right away, and I felt like everyone else like knew, oh yeah, like this goes with this, this is for this, but I felt like I didn't know anything, and I was just blanking out. And my exam scores, you know, reflected that <laughs> tier. But um I think, you know, I would still study really hard and I would still try my best, but I think because my mental health was deteriorating at the time and I was also having conflicts with my apartment mates at the time, it just My grades were so low and my grades were just bad <laughs> and I was struggling to maintain a C at one point yeah I was on academic probation for like a year because I was really struggling but I feel like the only reason why I kept going was because I mean yeah like this is something that I can't really escape from because you know like six years is a long time and I've already spent four years in that school so it's like two more years. <laughs> um, if I were to switch my major then, then it would be another like three, four years. So I was just kind of like, nah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I think that like, imposter syndrome was definitely a real thing because I felt like I didn't deserve to get into the school. And I felt like I didn't deserve to be staying at the school. Even though sometimes my... Grades would be okay and I would do well. My friends would always be like, Oh, Susan, like, you're so smart. Like you always get good grades, but I don't. Like I I really don't. <laughs> and like I'm I don't think I'm that smart. I don't think I'm that, like, you know, brain smart. I think I just work really hard. But even then sometimes I don't feel motivated to because depression hits and then it's like motivation goes to an all time low. But I persisted, <laughs> despite that, and I think having that support group with um, I guess my church community and also with my dance team <laughs> Ooh, <that's awesome. laughs> with, yeah, with our dance team, I think it really helped me in terms of having that community and just having support emotionally because that was something that I didn't have. With my pharmacy friends, they were more for like, (laughs) like when we're studying, like, it's okay, (laughs) like, we'll survive, (laughs) that kind of thing. It wasn't more so, it wasn't like encouraging in the way that, that they would talk with me about things that I was struggling with. Like, I couldn't tell them that because I felt like they wouldn't understand and they didn't want to listen. So it was hard kind of balancing like church and dance team friends and then pharmacy friends. Because I think like, even then like we were still competing with each other, even though like we did support each other a lot, like we would do transcriptions and we would work together on the transcriptions for the lectures. And, you know, like when someone doesn't, you know, do some of it, (laughs) we would get salty. Um, You know, like we still tried to work together on that, but, I feel like in terms of supporting each other, like emotionally and mentally, we definitely lack that. So I think that caused my mental health to kind of just be all over the place because I felt like I didn't really have that kind of support with my pharmacy friends. and I, I literally saw them every day every day (laughs) in my classes every exam we would go out and eat pho (laughs) and then sometimes we go to eat sushi and literally like that group has been my friend group for all six years and so like I didn't know anyone besides them yeah but I mean there are like one or two people who probably I could talk to about things I was struggling with in that group but even then, it was really hard to talk to them about it without them talking over me. Yeah, I think that's why it's really important to find friends who are willing to listen to you and willing to just walk with you and cry with you. <laughs> I think that's truly like a friendship that, you know, it's like a really genuine friendship. Like someone who would be willing to step inside your place of suffering and kind of just like be there they don't even have to like provide the answer they just have to be there you know and I think my church friends and my dance team was that and so literally like basically what I realized was that pharmacy is not everything it's really not Like I, have, I need to have a life outside of pharmacy <laughs> right now it's kind of a struggle just because I work a lot And because I'm really distanced from a lot of my friends, I don't see a lot of them. And, you know, COVID, it's even harder. But I feel like it does get better. In the midst of all that schooling, you're like in the moment and you're just kind of like, F, I hate this. I want out. F school. F exams. But... I think at the end of the day, after you pass through everything, like literally six years felt like a blur now. I literally don't feel like I graduated. I mean, I didn't have a ceremony, so I I basically, you know, (laughs) didn't graduate. But uh, yeah, we had a PowerPoint slide. One person got forgotten in that slide.
1: Yeah, it was really bad. Everyone was
2: like, justice for Justine or something like that. Yeah, it was really upsetting. What they
1: do? I'm sorry. This is such a tangent, but I just need to know: Did they do how they make it up to that one person? Uh,
2: they like just added quick like a tidbit at the end, being like, "Oh, sorry, like there's also another person."
1: <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> she doesn't have
2: a slide, but <laughs> we were like, "What the heck?" Like, if you guys are gonna make a PowerPoint slide, at least make sure to you know include everyone in it. Yeah, like. It honestly does not feel like I graduated, and I still feel like I don't really belong in the workplace because I feel like I don't—I'm not very knowledgeable enough. Um, so I do feel a lot of insecurities. I think now, but at the same time, like I'm thankful that I went through all those hardships during college because I learned a lot from them, especially in terms of like academics and trying to figure out my worth because my worth is not in my grades. And that took me a really long time to figure out. But I wanted to enjoy college more. And so I focused less on pharmacy and focused more on friends. I mean, my grades kind of (laughs) suffered. But at the same time, my mental health was a lot better when I did that. Just because I think I needed that. I needed to shift my focus from just constantly worrying about whether I'll get an A or not to really investing in my friendships and in the people around me.
1: Yeah, so it is still a struggle, but we are getting there. Yeah, it's a journey. But um, I just wanted to, I guess, piggyback off of Subin, like, the two points. One is just not to say, like, the friends that you have within your program aren't true friends. They are, but I think it's, I really resonate with the point. There are different kinds of friends and some friends can definitely be the support you need during your classes, during your academics. And then there are certain friends that can be your support when you're going through these mental and emotional crises. And I kind of fell into the similar situation where I had friends, like the few friends I had within my program and They knew my mental health was poor, but I felt like for them, all they could do was just keep keep encourage me to keep on pushing on and just survive within my program. Not to say that that isn't what I also needed to hear, but for me, like at least what kept me grounded in those moments where I was like really low in my mental health were like, were also friends that outside of my program who I found were like truly my mental health support system who saw me go through with it. Who like kind of sat down with me, comforted me when I needed to, and helped me just walk me through those low moments. So again, not to say that the friends we make in a program are not friends. Surround yourself with a variety of friendships that can help you through different situations, especially those if you have if you do have issues when it comes to mental health. Then find a good support system too. That really does matter. And I think if it wasn't for that, like me too, I would. I don't think I would have made it across the finish line, very in one piece. Like, to be honest, I barely crawled across it, but we got there. But I think a second thing was, you need a life outside of your schooling. And I don't think I also realized that until the pandemic hit, when I was literally forced out of my classroom to stay at home. And like, I think that's when my mental health rose up. Not to say like, oh, prioritize friends and your hobbies and whatever over schooling. Like, if you're going to grad school, you're paying a lot of money. <laughs> so try, so try to at some point be a good student. But like I think I said before, like, you don't have to be on a hundred percent and give a hundred percent your all. Like, you do not have to study for like 15 hours a day, go outside, do some exercise, spend time with your hobbies, be a human being. And I think when I made the switch into allowing that to be my mentality and remembering that grades don't necessarily define me and I'm not a freaking machine I also saw positive uptick within my own mental health as well nice (laughs) 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 it's okay awkwardness is our brand I think at the end of the day, mental health is a very—I know—is a very sensitive topic to everyone, uh, or to a lot of different people, and it can mean a lot of different things. Uh, we are by no means mental health professionals, so obviously, if you are in a mental health situation or you're experiencing things that may be impacting you and how you study, how you function, uh, we really do recommend you consider seeking out more professional help because we are just. Three strangers on the internet. Well, we are three friends, but to certain listeners, we may be entirely, we may be strangers. And these are our personal experiences and they can't be copy pasted into your own personal life. So obviously, if you have a little bit more serious issue, please seek professional mental help. And just know, like, as Jiang said, this is not an uncommon thing. And even you don't necessarily have to have a mental health illness to just have negative mental health in general because stress gets to everyone anxiety in school is definitely a thing finding ways healthy ways to cope is very advisable just for your own sake, because mental health is a part of your health as well. And especially if you're going through higher education, whether it be through medical school, farm school, or a doctorate, it is a marathon and taking care of yourself. Don't let it be just a game of survival because that can quickly spiral down into uh, unhealthy habits. I feel like all three of us can attest to experiencing. So look into finding good ways to practice that and in ways that works for you. Otherwise, um, if you want to hear more from us or have suggestions on future topics, you can find us on Instagram at 2 or email us at 2 at gmail.com. Links will always be in the description. All right. This has been Ji Young, Katie, and Subin. We're just three brain cells, but we hope you learned something and you didn't lose one in the process. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.